Blog Talk Radio. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to another episode of your weekly radio talk show, Islam for Mankind. It's a pleasure being with you one more time. This is Saad Slawi speaking to you live from the beautiful city of St. Petersburg. Uh, I'm the Imam of the Islamic Society of Pinellas County. Uh, wonderful to be with you again. And this will be, inshallah ta'ala, our second episode of what we started last week, and that is the importance of Baytul Maqdis, or the believers for the Muslims at large. I will start by saying, Inna alhamdulillah, ahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu wa nasta'adihu. ونعوذ بالله تبارك وتعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله تعالى فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله We spoke last week about this uh, blessed land that the Almighty uh, gave uh, importance to, uh, as we saw in the Quran, in a few ayat of the Quran, and we'll uh, remind you of today, inshallah ta'ala. And we spoke about the fact that this is a land uh, that many, if not the majority of the prophets and the messengers uh, uh, walked through a tremendous area uh, of the world that has such importance from the t- time of Adam, peace be upon him, all throughout, all through the other prophets and messengers, whether it was, it was Noah or Abraham or Moses or Jesus uh, or Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon all of them, uh, they all understood and gave uh, importance and uh, as, as well as their followers, they gave importance to this tremendous land that is called uh, Jerusalem. It's a special land in every way. It is, uh, as I said, the land of the prophets and the messengers. It is the land of the ascension. It is the land of resurrection. It is the land where uh, Isa, alayhi salam, Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, will come back to save humanity from the Antichrist, Dajjal. As I said last week, this is how he gets his name or his nickname, the Savior. And in Spanish, you have countries like El Salvador, the Savior. They call him up uh, after Jesus. Uh, and of course, this is according to Islamic theology. Uh, when I say this, uh, when I'm speaking, I'm speaking from an Islamic perspective, and it's not uh, meant in any way, shape, or form to uh, offend anyone who is not Muslim or not to offend Christians or, or anybody else. But uh, we don't believe, uh, we believe that prophet, well, Jesus, peace be upon him, is a prophet and a messenger. And, uh, and the, the savior part hasn't happened yet. It will happen when he comes back and he uh, gets uh, humanity rid of Ad-Dajjal, Masih Dajjal, or the one that is known as the Antichrist. This is a land, we go back to the land of, uh, of uh, Beit al-Maqdis, or Jerusalem, uh, uh, or Quds. Uh, 
it is a land where Allah put his blessing, put his uh, barakah. As we saw last week from a few ayat from the Quran, Surah Al-Isra, ayah number one. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبحان الذي أسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى إلى المسجد الأقصى الذي باركنا حوله لنريه من آياتنا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, this is the translation of the meaning, exalted is he, or exalted is he, the one who took his servant by night from Al-Masjid Al-Haram, the sacred mosque that's in Mecca, to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, to the, uh, the farthest mosque which is in Jerusalem, whose surrounding we have blessed to show him our signs. Indeed, he is the hearing and the seeing, all hearing and all seeing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also said, Surah Al-Anbiya, ayah number 71. And we delivered him, and I, I miss actually mispronounced it or miss I missed a ha in the Arabic language. If you miss one letter, it changes the whole meaning. So let me repeat. We delivered him uh, and locked to the land which we had blessed to the world. And he's, Allah is talking about him. Here is the Prophet Abraham. Ibrahim alayhi salam peace be upon him. وقال الله عز وجل وأورت وأورثنا القوم الذين كانوا يستضعفون مشارق الأرض ومغاربها مشارق الأرض ومغاربها التي باركنا فيها. Allah also said that we caused the people who had been oppressed to inherit the eastern regions and the, of the land and, the, and the, the western ones which we had blessed. And I, in case you're noticing something strange in my voice, my apologies, is uh, that I've been carrying this, uh, I've been under the weather for uh, three weeks now, alhamdulillah, so <coughs> my voice hasn't been the same, so uh, I apologize for that. Uh, and what uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the story of uh, Suleyman, Prophet Solomon, peace be upon him, في قصة سليمان عليه السلام يقول سبحانه وتعالى ولسليمان الريح عاصفة تجري بأمره إلى الأرض التي باركنا فيها and this is in Surah Al-Anbiya as well ayah number 81 in the story of Suleyman the story of Sulaiman was mentioned in many places in the Quran. This is one of them. Allah says, and to Sulaiman, we subjected the wind, blowing forcefully, proceeding by his command towards the land which we had blessed. And we are ever of all things knowing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
tells us, reveals to us that situation when Musa is Prophet Moses, peace be upon him, uh, after he saved all the Israelites from the Pharaoh in, in Egypt, and the, the purpose is not just to save them, but to go and to deliver the, the Holy Land from uh, the, these idol worshippers that had occupied it. Uh, and when they got to the door, when they got to, close to the gates, the people, uh, of course, they spent years uh, under the, the control and the rule of the Pharaoh, so they didn't have any courage, the majority of them. So they refused to enter uh, uh, and to, to strive and fight for the sake of Allah and to deliver the Holy Land from the idol worshippers. So Musa, Moses, peace be upon him, was encouraging them to do so. Uh, and uh, uh, this is quite an interesting uh, situation because, as I said, most people think that Musa, Moses, peace be upon him, the reason uh, that he uh, delivered the Israelites from from uh, Egypt is just to just to deliver them and save them. Uh, the the actual uh, story, or the actual well, actually what happened is uh, because the the Holy Land is of such importance that he should never remain in the hands of, of non-believers, in the hands of, uh, of uh, idol worshippers, and that was the case. Uh, and so uh, Musa, salam, delivered the Israelites uh, so they could go and fight and, uh, and uh, change that situation, get the, the, the idol worshippers out of the Holy Land and take it over because they were people they were back then. They were people uh, of monotheism. So, and it's not fitting for for uh, people of uh, of shirk, people of the, of paganism, to be the ones in charge of of the holy land. That's throughout all of history. So, I'll tell you. I'll actually bring you. This is an interesting story. So, I'll bring you the whole thing from uh, from the Quran. So you kind of get the picture. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts by saying, A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim Bismillahir rahmanir rahim Wa id qala Musa liqawmihi Ya qawmi zkuru ni'matallahi alaykum Iz ja'ala fikum anbiya'a Wa ja'alakum muluka وَآتَاكُمْ مَا لَمْ يُؤْتِ أَحَدًا مِنَ الْعَالَمِينَ And mention, O Muhammad, O your people, when Moses said to his people, O my people, remember the favor that Allah bestowed upon you? Remember the favor that Allah bestowed upon you? He appointed among you prophets and made you possessors or possessors and gave you uh, dominion, mulk, and he had uh, in which he had not given to anyone amongst the world. Ya qawmi dhulu al-awdal muqaddasa al-lati katab Allah lakum 
ولا ترتدوا على أدباركم فتنقلبوا خاسرين All my people enter the holy land which had been assigned to you and do not turn your back from fighting in Allah's cause and thus you become losers. قالوا يا موسى إن فيها قوما جبارين وإنا لن ندخلها حتى يخرجوا منها فإن يخرجوا منها فإنا داخلون Now we start, start seeing clearly uh, uh, some uh, lack of courage, some cowardliness showing up here. Allah says that they said, O oh Moses, indeed within that city is a people of tyrannical strength. And indeed, we will never enter it until they leave it. But if they leave it, we will enter it. So basically, they don't want to get their hands dirty. They don't want to do any effort. They just want those people to leave, huh? which is not realistic. They will just want them to leave. And if they leave, we will enter it. SubhanAllah. So there were two men of true character, true belief amongst them. Allah mentions those two men. قال رجلان من الذين يخافون أنعم الله عليهم دخلوا عليهم الباب فإذا دخلتموه فإنكم والبون وعلى الله فتوكلوا إن كنتم مؤمنين. فتومان تومان of them said from those who feared to disobey upon whom Allah has bestowed favor. He said, and they said, enter upon them through the gate. Just get through the gate. And if you get through the gate, you will, you will prevail. You will, be, you will have victory. And upon Allah, you should rely if you are true, true believers. So was their reply. Allah said, قَالُوا يَا مُوسَىٰ he just got a lot worse. They not only they showed cowardliness, but lack of respect to the Prophet Moses and lack of respect to Allah the creator of the heavens and the earth. They said, O oh Moses, indeed, we will not enter it ever as long as they're within it. As, though, as long as they're inside of it, we would never enter there. So go, you and your Lord, go and fight. Imagine that. You, Moses, go, you and your Lord, you go and you fight them. Indeed, we will stay right here. We will not move from here. And Moses had no choice but to free himself, declare his innocence of these people. Uh, so they're disobedient and they're defiant. So Moses, Moses said, my Lord, indeed, do not I do not possess except myself and my brother. I mean, I cannot control except for myself and my brother. 
So part us, part our ways from the defiantly disobedient people. So came down the punishment of Allah. What was the punishment? قَالَ فَإِنَّهَا مُحَرَّمَةٌ عَلَيْهِمْ أَرْبَعِينَ سَنَةٌ يَتِيهُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ فَلَا تَأْسَ عَلَى الْقَوْمِ الْفَاسِقِينَ Allah said that the decree of Allah came down and indeed it is forbidden for them for 40 years in which they will wander throughout the land and they will be lost. They will be lost in the desert. So do not grieve over the defiantly, defiantly disobedient people. Telling Moses to be upset, not to be unhappy. They just got what they deserve. So this is like a side story I wanted to bring to you. Uh, but the, the point here, uh, that uh, when Moses was inciting them, he was encouraging them to enter the land. He said, the holy land or the sacred land land in the Arabic language. So uh, it is a tremendous place that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, blessed and maybe I should translate inshallah ta'ala for a few minutes and I'll come right back. Todavía estamos hablando de esta tierra sagrada, esta tierra muy especial. Bien feliz de estar con ustedes otra vez y me perdonen por, por haber uh, morado tanto uh, hablando en inglés antes de, de empezar la traducción. Pero todavía estamos hablando de esta, de esta tierra sagrada, que, la, que es la tierra de las, los profetas y los mensajeros, la tierra de ascensión, la tierra de la resurrección, la tierra donde Isa, Jesús, que la paz de Dios sea con él, regresará para salvar la humanidad del Dajjal, el anticristo y cuando va a hacer eso inshallah ta'ala entonces se va a llamar el salvador lo, lo que debería hacer para que, lo, lo, que, que fuese llamado el salvador no, todavía no lo hizo y lo va a hacer cuando viene, convendrá el, el Mesías el Dajjal, el anticristo y lo matará a Jesús que la paz de Dios sea con él se, se va a llamar el salvador de la humanidad esta tierra es donde Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puso mucha baraka que es la bendición y Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala habló de eso en el Corán dijo Gloria a quien hizo viajar a su siervo de noche y, y se están preguntando quién es este quién es Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala el creador de los cielos de la tierra y a su siervo es el profeta Muhammad, que la paz de Dios sea con él. Entonces, Gloria, a quien hizo viajar a su siervo de noche desde la mezquita sagrada a la mezquita lejana, que es en Jerusalén, cuyos alrededores hemos bendecido para mostrarle parte de nuestros signos. Él es quien todo le oye y todo. Ahora también dijo que... Uh, y lo entregamos a él y a Lot, está hablando del profeta Abraham, uh, eh, que la paz de Dios sea con él, y a su uh, a, a Lot, que la paz de Dios sea con él. Dice, lo entregamos y a Lot, 
a la tierra que hemos bendecido por los mundos. Allah también dijo que y causamos que a uh, las personas que habían sido oprimidas heredasen la, las regiones orientales de la tierra y las las regiones occidentales que habíamos bendecido. Y también hablando de la historia del cuento de Suleiman, de, del profeta Solomón, que la paz de Dios sea con él, Solomón, que la paz de Dios sea con él, y dijo, y a Solomón uh, sometimos al, al viento soplando con fuerza, procediendo por su mandato hacia la tierra que habíamos bendecido. Y nosotros siempre de, de todas las cosas lo sabemos. Y también hablando de profeta Musa, Moisés, que la paz de Dios sea con él. Y algo es, es una, un cuento bien interesante. Este cuento es de el tiempo que el profeta Moisés, que la paz de Dios sea con él, uh, salvó a los hijos de Israel de, 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 de Egipto, del de, de control del faraón, y los hizo sal, uh, salir. Y la mayoría de la gente creen que los hizo salir solo para, uh, para salvarlos y ya pero ellos fueron salvados por algo bien importante, es para uh, irse a, a la tierra sagrada y uh, que quitarla de las manos de la, la gente, de uh, los incrédulos que vivían allá, porque la tierra sagrada siempre tiene que estar en las manos de, de gente de Tawhid gente que cree en la, en la unicidad de, de Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, que solo uh, alaban y adoran a Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sin, sin, uh, uh, <coughs> sin, sin cualquier socio. Entonces, la, eso es la, uh, el capítulo 5, las, los versículos de 20 a 26. Allah dijo, y cuando Moisés dijo a su pueblo, pueblo, recordad la gracia que Allah los dispensó cuando suscitó de entre vosotros a profetas, a profetas y hizo de vosotros reyes, dándole, dándolo no, lo, que, lo que no se había dado a ninguno en el mundo, algo especial, trad o entréis a, a la tierra santa o sagrada que Allah os, a, os destinó y no volváis sobre vuestros pasos sino regresaréis habiendo perdido dijeron y ustedes bueno uh, dense cuenta de, 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 de qué, qué respuesta te, te, tuvieron estos de, de los pueblos de el pueblo de, de Moisés, que la paz de Dios sea con él. Dijeron, Moisés, hay en ella un pueblo de hombres fuertes y no entraremos mientras no salgan de ella. Si salen de ella, entonces sí que entre, entraremos. ¿Qué respuesta de, de gente? Había dos hombres que eran 
justos y creyentes y fuertes con buen carácter y con, con fuerza y uh, dijeron Allah como dijo Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dos de sus hombres temerosos de Allah a quienes Allah había agra, 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 agraciado dijeron entrad contra ellos por la puerta una vez una vez franqueada la victoria la victoria será vuestra si sois creyentes confiad en Allah dijeron Moisés no entraremos nunca en ella mientras ellos estén, estén dentro ve pues tú y con tu señor y combatid que nosotros nos quedamos aquí dijo Moisés lamentándose y, y llamando al ayuda el ayuda de su señor dijo Moisés señor yo no puedo más que conmigo y con mi hermano haz distinción pues entre nosotros y este pueblo perverso dijo Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala les entraba les les estaba prohibida durante 40 años tiempo en el en, en que en el que vagarán por la tierra Estaban, estar, van a estar perdidos por el desierto y, y no te preocupes por este pueblo perverso eso es la el cuento de Moisés con su pueblo y la tierra sagrada. المقدس <تصفيق> كما روى كما روي عن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about the area, the time of plenty that people of Sabah lived in, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that we placed between them and the cities which we had blessed many visible cities. And also uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about the oppression of those who prevent people from going to pray and, and establish the prayer in, in the mosque. Allah Ta'ala said, who is more unjust and those who prevent the name of Allah from being mentioned in his mosques and strive towards their destruction. It is not for them to enter them except in fear. For them in this world is a disgrace and they will have in the hereafter a great punishment. And the scholars of Tafsir say that the mosque in question is Al-Aqsa, uh, is Al-Aqsa Mosque. Uh, para nuestros amigos que hablan español, uh, hablando de todavía hablando de, de la importancia de, este, de esta mezquita, de este lugar sagrado, uh, cuando Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala habló de, del tiempo de abundancia que la gente de Sabah vivió, 
la gente de Sabá en Yemen, o que se, posiblemente se llama Shiva en, en, el, en la Biblia. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dijo y colocamos entre ellos y las ciudades de que habíamos bendecido muchas ciudades visibles. Entonces siempre cuando Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nos habla de, de este lugar sagrado, nos dice que hay que a ciudad o bien tierra que él ha bendecido. So, uh, uh, we, we mentioned, um, mentioned all of this last week, and just uh, uh, to uh, remind myself and, and, and our dear listeners that of the importance of that place in the eyes of all the Muslims, uh, the land of the prophets and the messengers, and if it is your first time listening to our show, I want you to understand that uh, Muslims believe in all the prophets. We consider all the prophets and the messengers our prophets and our messengers. We love them and we, we respect them. Uh, and uh, we, we, we try to follow in their footsteps. So whether it's Noah or Abraham or Moses or Jesus or Muhammad or David, Solomon, all the ones that came in between, All of them uh, have a special, a special place in our hearts, and uh, we have special affection for them, special respect for them. But we cannot mention their names without saying, uh, "Peace be upon them," or "Peace be upon him." If we mention uh, their name, and I, if you remember, I told you a hadith last week uh, uh, where Abu Dhar asked the Prophet وسلم, about the, which house uh, built. For the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the worship of the creator of the, of the uh, heavens and the earth. And uh, Prophet Muhammad asked, it is the Bayt al-Masjid al-Haram, which is in Mecca. So Mecca was the very first place, uh, Kaaba, was the very first house built for the worship of Allah on the face of the earth. And then he said that, and then Abu Dhar said, and what else, which one else, which one? Uh, that came after. He said the mosque of Al-Aqsa in Jerusalem. He said that the period of construction between the two was 40 years. And uh, uh, another hadith, Hadith al-Junad ibn Abi Umayyah, as uh, it was collected by, the, he said we went to, to see one of the Ansar, Ansar of the people of Medina, Uh, the ones that supported uh, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And he said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, stood up and said, I warn you about the false Messiah. He's talking about the Antichrist of Dajjal. And he said, he will be on the earth for 40 days. His power will increase tremendously, but he will not be able to enter four, four holy sites, the Kaaba, the message of the messenger of Allah which is in Medina Al-Aqsa which is in Jerusalem and Mount Sinai all four places are and very important for for the Muslims este hadith fue recogido por Imam Ahmad bajo la autoridad de Abu Dhar este hadith bueno este hadith es por el Bukhari y la autoridad de Abu Dhar, él preguntó cuál fue la, el 
primer sitio, la primera mezquita que hay, uh, se construyó uh, en, sobre la tierra. Allah, y el profeta de Allah, que la paz de Dios sea con él, dijo que es el Masjid al-Haram, que es el, la Meca. Y Abudar dijo, y dije cuál fue construido a, continu a, a continuación. Él respondió la mezquita del Aqsa, que es en Jerusalén. Y cuando pregunté cuál fue el periodo de construcción entre los dos, él dijo que fue 40 años. Entonces fue construido el, la casa y después de 40 años fue construido la, 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 construida la mezquita de, de la Aqsa, que es en Jerusalén. También otro hadith que fue recogido por Ahmed y fue bajo la autoridad de Judad ibn Abi Umayya. Dice, dijo, fuimos a ver uno de los Ansar, que es la de la gente del Medina. Y él dijo, el mensajero de Allah, sallallahu sallam, se puso de pie y dijo, les adver, adver, ad, advierto uh, sobre el falso Messiah, Mesías, que es el anticristo. Luego, luego dijo, él entrará en la tierra durante 40 días, su, uh, su poder uh, aumentará enormemente, pero no podrá entrar en cuatro lugares sagrados, la Kaaba, la mezquita del mensajero, que es el Medina, Al-Aqsa, que es en Jerusalén, y el monte Sinai, esos cuatro lugares bien importantes, sagrados para los musulmanes. So the Aqsa site is also the place of resurrection gathering, and the Salah in it is worth a lot more than the Salah in another place. Pray there, your prayer is worth a lot more than prayer anywhere else. عن ميمونة رضي الله عنها قالت قلت يا رسول الله أفتنا في بيت المقدس ميمونة الله be pleased with her said يا رسول الله O Messenger of Allah tell us about بيت المقدس about the 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 mosque in the Dome of the Rock about, about the uh, Mosque Al-Aqsa. He said, it is the land of resurrection and the land of gathering. Go and pray there. For the prayer there is like 1,000 prayers elsewhere. I said, what if I could not travel and go there? He said, then send a gift of oil to light its lamps for whoever does, uh, whoever does that, it is like the one who goes there so pray there uh, your your prayer your salah goes a lot farther than just praying and anywhere else uh, this is one of the bounties of the almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala and don't be uh, some Muslims might be surprised because there are actually a hadith that of the Prophet so that mentioned that the Salah there is worth 250. Others show that it's 500. Others mentioned 1,000. But the most correct narrations are the Hadith of Abu Darda and Jadir that mentioned uh, 500 Salawat. And uh, 
the, the fact of the matter and what's important to remember here is the the, the fact that your salah in these holy places is worth uh, a lot more. Another hadith that was collected by Imam Ahmed and the Nasa'i and Ibn Majah said that when uh, Sulaiman, Prophet Sulaiman bin Dawood finished building Baytul Maqdis, he asked Allah for three things. Uh, judgment that was in harmony with his judgment, with the judgment of Allah, a dominion that no one after him would have, and that no one should come to this mosque intending only to pray there, but he, he would emerge free of sin uh, uh, as the day his mother bore him. So whoever goes to uh, this, this other supplication, whoever goes to this mosque, only with the intention to pray there, uh, he will come out of the mosque with no sin on him as, as the day he was born. So Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said uh, two supplications were granted, and I hope that third was granted. Now, of course, these two supplications were granted because we know from the Quran, because Allah uh, talks about those supplications. He talks about the fact that Sulaiman, alayhi salam, that his judgment, uh, Allah praised uh, how good he was with his judgment uh, as, a, as a ruler, and uh, he was given a dominion that nobody could have, uh, certainly a tremendous uh, dominion that, that the Almighty gave him. And, uh, of course, uh, this other supplication is is from the unseen. We don't know if he was, uh, if he was accepted. And we ask the Almighty, subhanahu wa ta'ala, to accept that supplication for that if anyone that... Uh, that goes to that tremendous place to pray that and he goes with the intention just to do so not to do anything else then uh he will come out of there and uh well he has he has no sin on him este sitio de del aqsa es también el el lugar de de la resurrección y la reunión y uh, la sala, la oración allá vale mucho más que la oración en otros lugares. Uh, un hadith de Maimuna, uh, que Allah sea complacido con ella, dice, ella dice, yo dije a un mensajero de Allah, cuéntanos sobre Betul Mahdis, la, la, la mezquita en Jerusalén. Él dijo, es la tierra de, resu de, de la resurrección y la reunión. Y uh, dice, dice, ve y reza ahí. Si puedes ir allá para rezar, uh, uh, hazlo para una oración uh, uh, allá. Es como mil oraciones en otra parte. Dije, ¿qué pasa? Si no puedo viajar a, 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 ir a, a ir allá, él dijo entonces envía una, un regalo, un regalo de aceite para encender, para encender 
el lugar, sus lámparas, para quien lo haga, es como, uh, como si, uh, como, y como el que va ahí. No se sorprendan los, los amigos musulmanes porque saben que uh, hay narraciones que dicen uh, que la sala, la oración allá vale mil oraciones. Hay otros que dicen 250, pero lo más correcto es que 500. Pero con, con uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no se debe calcular porque todo depende de la, de la intención. Y otro hadith que fue recogido por Ahmed y en Nasa'i, Numaja, bajo la autoridad de Abdullah ibn Amr, dice que cuando Suleiman, el profeta Solomon, uh, terminó, eso el profeta Muhammad hablando, cuando el profeta Solomon terminó uh, la construcción de, de la mezquita de Betul Maqdis, le pidió a Allah tres cosas. Un juicio que estaba en armonía con el juicio de Allah. O sea que pod podrá juzgar entre la gente en, 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 de una manera uh, justa, buena. Y pidió un dominio que nadie después de, de él tendría y que nadie debería venir a esta mezquita con la única intención de rezar allí, pero, pero, pero él saldrá libre de pecados como el día que su madre lo trajo. El profeta Muhammad, que la paz de Dios sea con él, dijo, se, con, se, se concedieron sus los dos uh, súplicas y espero que la tercera también se haya concedida que haya concedido la tercera inshallah so dear listeners this is a very special place it is worth, well worthy of our attention it is well worthy of our dua it is well worthy of our support and especially in light of what has been happening lately uh, this uh, unfortunately it's uh, this foolish and uh, irresponsible uh, decision that that someone, that the people at the top did lately, uh, just instigating more violence instead of, instead of looking for peace, and which will cause a lot more suffering for people and a lot more bloodshed. It is pretty, pretty sad to think that this is what our leaders are doing instead of looking for peaceful resolutions and of these problems, they they look into instigate and to bring more bloodshed and more and more suffering. But uh, I don't like to put the blame. Uh, I don't like to point the finger too much because we have to look at ourselves. What what went wrong with us? Uh, what 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 was wrong? But what went wrong? Uh, And we have to answer ourselves and we have to be realistic to put the blame where it's supposed to be. And to answer the question, and to be honest with ourselves, the answer is we went wrong for the following, for the following reasons. And uh, uh, number one is the members of our ummah stopped 
obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, the way that they're supposed to. The members of our ummah stopped following the footsteps of Muhammad, peace be upon him, and his sunnah. Number three, they replaced the sunnah of Muhammad, peace be upon him, by the bid'ah, the, tra- the innovations and traditions that they took uh, from their parents and fathers and forefathers and made them part of their uh, daily life and their religion and their uh, acts of worship. Uh, number four, instead of being united, uh, all the believers that believe in Allah in the last day should be should be one. They, instead of that, they fell into nationalism and tribalism. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said to leave it since it is, it is something filthy. He said nationalism and, and tribalism is something filthy. It only it separates people. It creates discordance between people. Leave it alone because it is filthy. Number five, follow the footsteps of the others. Instead of uh, the believers holding on to their identity, holding on to uh, who they are, holding on to the mannerisms that uh, our prophet taught us, uh, they started following the traditions and celebrations of the others, of the way that the others dress, especially the women, unfortunately, uh, the way that they behave, their lack of morality uh, that is called freedom nowadays. And, uh, and I always say, I have no problem in us mimicking uh, and striving to uh, the, the excellence that, uh, for example, when it comes to technology, when it comes to uh, all the things that make life easier for people that we see being done and, and very well innovated here in the U.S. or in uh, in Europe or in Germany, places like Japan, places like that. Uh, I have no problem with that. This is something that should be followed. But what I have a problem with is following the lack, the lack of morality that we see in these societies. Uh, and that's how we, we lose our, our Islamic identity. Uh, جحر ضب تبعتموهم وفي رواية جحر ضب خرب قلنا يا رسول الله اليهود والنصارى اليهود والنصارى قال فمن حيث وصلكم بعيد البخاري وديتوري فبو سعيد الخدري رفيق محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم said you will most certainly follow the footsteps of those that came before you handspan for handspan and armlet for an armlet so much so that they they were to enter the hole of a lizard you will follow them the Sahaba said, is it the Jews and the Christians? And it's normal that they mention these two because they were the nations that came directly before us. And they're the, the one that is that are predominant in Europe and the West. And he said, who else? So again, following the footsteps when it comes to things that are good and positive, it's something that should be done. But following the footsteps and uh, lack of morality, things that are negative, 
then I say no uh, and absolutely not. Number six, the members of our ummah stop teaching their kids the deen of Allah, the religion of Allah, and the book of Allah. And the ones that uh, that do, it is only memorization without understanding, no implementation. So basically, if you memorize and you don't understand, how can you possibly uh, implement? So for the sake of time, let me first uh, translate these points here. And because time absolutely flies, subhanAllah. So, entonces, para nuestros amigos que hablan español, lo que estaba diciendo, ok, uh, hay, que, hay que pensar qué, qué es lo que pasó. ¿Por qué ahora que lo, los musulmanes están sufriendo tanto? Y le voy a dar, uh, bueno, es para responder a esta pregunta y para ser honesto con nosotros mismos, la respuesta es que nos uh, equivocamos, que, que uh, hemos cambiado por, por el peor. Y por, por las siguientes razones. Primero, que los miembros de nuestra UMA dejaron de obedecer, obedecer a Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala de la manera en que se supone, se supone y, uh, y bueno que okay, deben hacerlo el número dos que los miembros de nuestra umma se detuvieron siguiendo los uh, de los pasos de Muhammad que la paz de Dios sea con él y su sunna número, número tres uh, reemplazaron la sunna de Muhammad que la paz de Dios sea con él por que se llama la vida, innovación y uh, la tra las tradiciones de, que tomaron uh, de sus padres y de sus familiares los convirtieron a una parte de la religión número cuatro es, en lugar de estar unidos cayeron en el nacionalismo y el tribalismo mientras que el profeta Mohammed que la paz de Dios sea con él que uh, dijo que uh, que lo que nos que le, la, deberíamos dejarla porque está sucia eso es, esto es sucio de del nacionalismo y el tribalismo eso es la razón por la cual hay siempre hay guerras por eso por los lo, lo, lo tribal, el tribalismo y el nacionalismo número cinco uh, siguiendo los pasos del oeste pero solo en cosas, en cosas negativas, sus tradiciones, sus celebraciones, la forma de, de que se visten, especialmente las mujeres, la forma en que se comportan y su falta de moralidad, de moralidad lo llaman hoy la liber, es una libertad, estoy libre de hacer lo que me, lo que me da la gana. Y hay un hadith que fue recogido por el Bukhari por, bajo la autoridad de Abu Sa'id al-Khudri el profeta Muhammad que la paz de Dios sea con él dijo seguramente seguiráis los pasos de aquellos que vinieron antes de ustedes, de vosotros con la mano con la mano extendida y, y el brazo extendido tanto que si sí, 
ellos debían entrar a, a, al agujero de, de, de un lagarto, lo, segui, lo, lo seguirían. Dijimos, eso está, está hablando de los judíos y lo, los cristianos, él dijo, ¿quién más? El número seis, los miembros de la UMA dejaron, dejaron de enseñar a sus hijos la religión de Allah y el libro de Allah, el, el Corán. Y los que lo hacen uh, es solo memorización sin entendimiento. Y entender es lo más importante para poder implementar. So number seven, and the, 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 role, the role models have been switched. Instead of taking Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Ali and Talha and Zubair, etc. as the real role models, uh, subhanAllah, yani, uh, we see clearly uh, the, the older folks, in, in, uh, I remember growing up, uh, people the generation of my father and others, uh, they were taken as role models people like Lenin and Stalin and Che Guevara and Napoleon and Descartes and, and these people as role models. And of course, for the new generation, it is Messi and Ronaldo and LeBron James and uh, actors and singers, people that have, that have um, people that, uh, subhanAllah, they should, uh, that were put in that position uh, that uh, Uh, that the Almighty made the, easy for them to be successful in what they do, but you'll find that the majority of them are not even thankful to to the Almighty. These are not people worthy of being taken as role models. Uh, uh, this is, in my opinion, and it's from an Islamic perspective, and with all due respect. Number eight, the members of this Ummah have stopped caring about the other and are focusing on themselves, their own families, But only when it comes to dunya, the life of this world. How much can I make? How much can I have? What am I going to leave for my family, etc.? Number nine, the members of this ummah have stopped caring about the source of their income. Is it halal or is it haram? Is it uh, something that is legal, Islamically legal, or is it illegal? Uh, You know, it's really sad because now it's as long as there is uh, an income, it does not matter where it comes from, and it should should matter where it comes from. It has to be pure, and it has to be halal, permissible. Number 10, the members of our ummah are uh, divided because of mundane uh, arguments, arguments and debate and differences of opinion. People develop animosities with each other because of arguments over things that are insignificant. And these are 10 of many reasons that I could, I could mention uh, that, that are clear uh, indication and a clear reason why uh, this, this, this struggle is taking place. So I mentioned history because we have to understand that Betul Maqdis is the thermometer of the health of Islam on the face of the earth, or Tawheed, monotheism. And what I mean by that, every time Muslims throughout history, and tr Muslims, what I mean by Muslims throughout history are Muslims 
the people that are true, fo- true followers of any prophet or messengers all through our history are considered Muslims. Uh, this is from an Islamic perspective, of course. So, uh, Noah and Abraham, Moses, Jesus, David, Saul, all of those for us are Muslims because they submit and surrender their will to the will of the creator of the heavens and the earth. That's the definition of Islam. So the true followers of Musa were Muslims, the true followers of, of uh, Jesus were Muslims, the followers of Moses were Muslims, etc., etc. So every time the Muslim, the Muslims followed their religion teaching, uh, the, the religious teachings of their prophet, peace in the Holy Land. They lived in tranquility and harmony with others, and every time they went astray, they lost the Holy Land. This is a pattern that repeated itself many, many times in the history of the Deen of Allah, especially in the time of the of Banu Israel, of the Israelites. So the fact of the matter is that if we need to point the finger, let us point the finger at uh, ourselves, Look, blame, blame ourselves, because it is not, if it's not this problem, it will be the other problem. If it's not this uh, entity doing something, it will be another entity. So this is a test for the believers, if it's not this test, it will be another test. Uh, but the point where being tested by the Almighty, the Creator of the heavens and the earth, and we that and we that we are to blame for our for our shortcomings, we have to take responsibility for them. We, have to, we need to fix uh, fix our shortcomings, fix ourselves, fix our situations, and fix our relationship with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. In Allah, la yuhayyiru ma biqamin hatta yuhayyiru ma Verily, Allah does not change the condition of a people until they change that which is within themselves. So uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect the believers uh, everywhere in the world and make, give them the ability to to succeed in their test. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.